When I took that leap of faith to like start using my cane, it really was just so much more freeing. A cane is like a cane is your eyes. It helps you just walk around, just detect things ahead of you instead of uh, bumping into them or possibly like getting hurt. But it wasn't until that summer after my junior year where I went to a summer program with other blind teenagers where I really embraced using my cane. I loved it. I, we went everywhere with it. Uh, and it felt good because I wasn't the only person either. It, it felt united, kind of like um, independence. Lots of people feel like independence might be lonely, but sometimes independence can also be something that unites lots of people. From the Outreach Department at the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Austin, Texas, this is A Sense of Texas. Here is your host, Emily Coleman. Welcome to A Sense of Texas. I'm Emily Coleman. We are approaching a major event in our community, Blind Americans Equality Day. It's more widely known by its common name, White Cane Day. It is officially observed on October 15th, but we'll have our campus event in Austin on Wednesday, October 18th. Throughout this episode, you'll hear snippets of the new White Cane Day song from the Spin Rockers, written by Devin Gutierrez and featuring Mary Rose and the TSBBI Choir. The whole song will be premiered at our campus event. You'll also hear from our cheerleaders and a few older students, Pedro, Wealthy, and Caitlin. And now with a brief history of White Cane Day is our producer, Nathan Widener. Thanks, Emily. So these days, the white cane is a symbol of independence and mobility for people who are blind, low vision, and deafblind. And it's also a legal signal that drivers must yield to pedestrians using a white cane. But the history of White Cane Day dates back to the early 1900s when blind people were originally using the white cane to identify themselves to drivers. It seems to have all started way back in 1921 when James Biggs, a photographer from Bristol, England, became blind following an accident. His clever idea to protect himself was to paint his walking stick white to be more easily visible in traffic. Then a few years later in 1930, George A. Bonham, the president of the Peoria Lions Club in Illinois, introduced the idea of using the white cane with a red band as a means of assisting the blind in independent mobility. Now here in the United States, the first state to pass a law protecting the rights of pedestrians using a white cane was uh, Michigan in 1937. By the 1960s, all 50 states had similar laws and in 1964, Congress had adopted a joint resolution designating October 15th as White Cane Safety Day. Over the years, White Cane Day has evolved from a focus on safety to a celebration of the achievement of people who are blind. The white cane is now recognized around the world as a symbol of blindness and a tool of independence. But the most important part of White Cane Day is that it was a movement created by individuals who are blind and their insistence on equality. To share their own perspectives, we've asked a couple of blind adults to talk with us about their experience with a white cane and how it has helped them become more independent.
my name is Yolanda Shaw, and I'm the Family Engagement Coordinator here in Outreach Department at Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. I received a diagnosis of glaucoma when I was, I think, 14 years old. And when I was a low vision student in my sophomore year, I did not use a cane. Didn't even really use any tools. I should have, but I was more trying to blend in with my peers and didn't want to stand out. The cool thing though that summer before I returned to school was I got to meet other blind people. I never mm -hmm. had met a blind person before in my life and there was a convention I went to that summer and there was 3,000 blind people there and I, that's where I got my first white cane was free from an O&M instructor there. And so he gave me my first cane and then my first O&M lesson was there in the hotel from a blind cane instructor. But it wasn't until that summer after my junior year where I went to a summer program with other blind teenagers where I really embraced using my cane. I loved it. I We went everywhere with it. And it felt good because I wasn't the only person either. There was eight other students. So we went to the water park, went to the bowling alley. We, I went to work um, at the bakery and you know, so on and so on. What do you think a difference is between when you were, um, after you lost your sight, when you were traveling with a cane and then without a cane oh. or not? How did that change your life? When I was not using a cane and I was using my, what I thought was functional low vision, it was, I knew I was not doing certain tasks because I was scared to do them. And one of them was like, for example, in a movie theater when it's dark mm -hmm. or when there was lighting changes in restaurants, like that evening lighting, that mood lighting. Yeah. I didn't want to go find a bathroom because I know I wasn't, I was going to struggle to find my way back. Mm -hmm. And so I did minimize the activities I was, I was willing to do, not because I couldn't, but because I didn't want to embarrass myself and yeah I would shelter myself I would try not to drink as much at a meal mm. so I'd have to go to use the restroom yeah <laughs> and so and standing out and yeah you, you really kind of limit yourself and curve your life and then when I started using a cane well that does a lot of self-explaining to the public that you know something's going on I'm not going to yeah. be able to see everything you're probably seeing and uh it's just really a lot more helpful I didn't um I don't know. It gave me more information about my environment. And I could walk faster. I walked faster. Oh. I walked a lot slower yeah. when I didn't use a cane because I was did, didn't want to fall off a curb or stairs. And I was kind of shuffling my feet. And uh, I had so many fake strategies to like try and fake it to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, it was it, once you just when I took that leap of faith to like start using my cane, it really was just so much more freeing. So my name is Tariq Williams, and I am a mindset and problem-solving coach for We Are Vision of Hope, LLC. When it came to using a cane at first, I became blind at 16. I'll be honest, I wasn't really super interested in that because I didn't want to look different in high school. I was nervous about it. I didn't want to look different. And it was something that I just wanted no part of. But as I started using it more and I started recognizing that my white cane wasn't necessarily something that made me look different because everybody's unique in their own way. It was something that gave me opportunity. Opportunity to, to move around as I did before I was blind gave me opportunity 
to still be the person that I always knew that I was. And so if I could think about one word when it comes to my journey, it's the opportunity I had to travel, move forward, and to be the person that I want to be, that nothing can really hold me back. I think when it comes to blindness, we sometimes think about how difficult it may be to get from point A to point B, when all we really need is the skills to get from point A to point B, so you can go to C, D, E, F, and G. There's nothing that can stop you. So, Tariq, was there a moment that sort of changed your mind or something that might have happened to you that made you realize that it was time to just embrace the cane and it was going to be a helpful tool for you? I would say this. There'd be questions about from my mom or some of my friends and family. Hey, where's your cane at? Why aren't you using your cane? No, I don't need that. I don't want to use it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the fact that, you know... Once I realized, like, well, this is something that you need, just because I'm not using it doesn't mean that you don't need it and your blindness doesn't make you any different of a person. Conversations like that that I had to really connect with and accept. From there, I would definitely say my experience at Louisiana Center for the Blind and being around a lot of other blind people and seeing them use white canes and being successful. I was like, well, there's so many people out in the world with white canes that are extremely successful that I just had no idea about because the first blind person I ever met was myself. Hey, how's it going, Tariq? You know, (laughs) that was really it. And so something like that really starts to change your perspective when you meet some other blind people using white canes. You start recognizing that blindness is just one of those things, just like anyone else, because everyone has something going on. And using a white cane is mine. And once again, it gives me the opportunity to be the person I want to be. White Cane Day is our largest event at TSBVI and beloved by our students. To share a bit of our campus excitement, we met up with the cheerleaders and the TSBVI choir to hear preparations for the big day. Along the way, we checked in with some students on their White Cane Day thoughts. My question for you is, does anyone want to talk about how important it is to have a white cane and how it helps you? Having a white cane out in public, even if you can see, makes people aware that you can't see and also it helps to not fall on your face. Oh, (laughs) that's helpful. (laughs) It also like identifies us to the public and lets them know that we are visually impaired or blind. A cane is like, a cane is your eyes. Mm -hmm. It helps you just walk around and be able to like just detect things ahead of you instead of uh, bumping into them or possibly like getting hurt. And I I like white canes because my NFB mentor taught me like about structured discovery, which is where even though you're lost, you're lost, but you walk around and find your way. Um, I like how my cane gets me from point A to point B and make sure that I'm safe and it gives me the independence to um, travel 
independently around campus and off campus. I won't be tripping over anything. I mean, 90% of the time, if you um, really pay attention and have your own them skills down, then you'll be able to strive confidently. I think the white cane is really helpful. Um, I used to not think so because I didn't understand what its use was. I thought it was hindering me. Oh, you thought it was in your way? Pretty much. I thought it was very frustrating that I couldn't go as fast as other sighted students. I was basically comparing myself to other sighted students. Mm -hmm. When I saw how the cane actually is actually kind of like your friends, it's there to help you. Mm -hmm. And yes, I do use mine. I use mine every day. Why cane day is important because uh, you get to use a cane. Yes. And um, you get to even, you know, like um, show people how you walk around the campus independently. And you get to do also, oh, I know, clown balloon, the, the, the clown balloon guy bonds with the clown and squishy sword balloons. We do love all the fun stuff at White Cane Day, don't we? Oh, yeah, the snow cones and the barbecue pit and the cookies. I like the Ferris wheel swing. It's so fun. I like, I like how it goes. are in or near Austin, I hope you'll join us on October 18th at the TSBVI campus. Students will be marching in the morning and festivities will start happening at 9.30 a.m. From the TSBVI Outreach Department and A Sense of Texas, I'm Emily Coleman. See you next time. Oh yes, you know, I was at Target one time trying to scan my cane I'm like oh my, you know <laughs> yes and she really was she like I didn't see a price tag well she she was pointing and I didn't know she was pointing to my cane she goes I need to scan that and I was like laugh like <laughs> I'm looking in the cart and she's pointing to my cane and I'm like this this is you should not be selling this number one at Target it looks so beat up like this is merchandise it looks questionable <laughs> I'm a stylist guy, all right? Mm -hmm. I like nice clothes. I like to, you know, go to different stores, check out the clothes and everything like that. It's happened quite a few times in the mall where I have my cane and they see me walking around the store, someone does, and they're like, oh, do you work here? Do you have this in another size? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sorry. I, I know I'm dressed very nicely right now, but unfortunately I can't help you. Thank you so much, you as well, and and Nathan, make me sound good, okay, buddy? Definitely will. He's on it. Mr. Nathan? Yeah. How, how weird! <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired Outreach Department. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics to cover in future episodes, please contact us at podcast at tsbvi.edu.